Hello and welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast with me, your host, Fabio Molle. Every week I speak to the big hitters in the world of tennis, both on and off the court, about the game and how we can all get 1% better every day at what we do. As an ex-national team player, I know exactly how tough this can be. So I'm on a journey to get the very best tips and advice from the world of tennis. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Functional Tennis Podcast with me, Fabio Molle. This week we have a very special episode. Last November I attended the ASICS Tennis Summit in Marbella and while I was there I was lucky enough to speak with several tennis pros about how to get 1% better every day. Later on the show you'll hear me chat to Chariot Dart and Petra Marchenko but first I met WTA Top 60 player Yasmin Paolini. In her chat, Yasmin tells me about the greatest challenge she encountered in her tennis journey and how she overcame it. Yasmin also gives some good advice on the importance of patience and why enjoying what you do is the key to constant improvement. I hope you enjoy. Yasmin, we're here at the ASICS event in Marbella. Uh, You are part of Team ASICS and to be part of Team ASICS, you've got to be one of the best tennis players in the world. So congrats on what you've done. Uh, But I have a question for you. Being Being one of the best players in the world requires persistence and staying at it. How do you stay persistent and make sure you're getting 1% better every day? It's not easy. I mean, uh, it's a work every day. You have to step on the court and give your best. Uh, you have to train also in the gym. You have to do a lot of things. Uh, you have to be consistent when you when you are playing the match. Um, you, you have to stay healthy with your body and it's never easy. But, I mean, we we all trying to do our best, and I think that's the key. And what really gives you the drive? Like, wh- why do you play tennis? Because I like it, you know. I started because I enjoyed to play. Uh, for me, it was funny. It was fun and it was a game. Uh, now it's my job, but still I like it. Uh, I have passion for it, so... Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I feel like I'm very. Um, how how can I say? I'm very um, privileged to to, to, yeah. to play tennis as a job. Yeah. And look, to get one percent better every day requires discipline. How do you stay disciplined? And what advice do you have for people who want to develop their discipline who aren't so disciplined? <sighs> it's not easy because sometimes you are tired. Sometimes, uh, yeah, maybe you lose few matches. You you want to you know. Oh my God, why I'm playing tennis. But yeah, of course, uh, my family, my coach, uh, my fitness coach, uh, everybody who is near me helps me. And, you know, sometimes you have just to switch off a little bit the mind from tennis maybe and just rest a few days and then again, start work working and try to to improve but it's not easy <laughs> no and tell me when you do want to switch off like off season i'm sure you're busy doing pre-season but how do you what do you do to enjoy yourself just to take a bit of time off and not worry about tennis yes yes i i was in dubai um, for holiday uh, usually I, yeah i go there because i like it um it was warm, you know, it was really, really good, good week. Uh, I was there with my boyfriend, so we, we enjoy. We didn't play tennis. <laughs> and yeah, I think it was a week where I switched off the, the mind from tennis. And then I started the preseason. And 
it's going good. I mean, I'm tired, <laughs> so it's going good. <laughs> and does your boyfriend play tennis? Yes. Good. Yeah. No, I mean, not like me. Not it's okay. not professional, but he 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 used to play when he was a child and um, and when he was a teenager, and then he stopped, and then now he's trying to you know play again to beat me. Yeah. But... <laughs> That was my question. Does he try and beat you? Try? Yeah, but we have to do one set. I think I'm going to beat you, but she thinks the opposite. So we, we will see. <laughs> it could be over after. It could be over. So uh, sometimes obviously it's important to slow down. And as we just talked yeah. about, and, you know, balance the hard work with the rest. Yeah. And you have to you have to be patient. Now, are you, are you a patient person? Mm, no, <laughs> but you have to, because sometimes you do things really well outside the court but then maybe you step in the match and you couldn't uh, you could not uh, do the you know the the things that you did in the in the practice so you have to be patient and to keep trying keep trying and then at the end for sure they they, they are coming in the match so is is patient is a really important yeah. characteristic to have to be a top athlete yes because i think yeah in tennis, because you play every week, you know, I think sometimes things can go how you want. But if you keep trying, you have always the, the chance to, to play. And maybe in other sports, when you have Olympics, or it, you have to be patient because you have to wait the, the, the goal, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And obviously, to get to where you've gotten the world, like yeah. top 60, top 70 in the world at the minute, it hasn't been all straight up there you've had some challenges along the way and can you tell us about some of the toughest challenges you've had and how you've managed to overcome them uh yes i mean uh i remember when i was uh maybe 18 or 19 then i decided to to stop with to train at the federation so uh you know i have to organize myself at home organized coach pay pay by myself for the coach and wasn't uh, easy because I was also dropping with the the the, the, the ranking mm. my ranking was dropping so it was a very difficult peri period for me but then I I realized that if I'm gonna do things uh, good and if I'm gonna feel good with my coach and my fitness mm. coach my parents everything uh, the ranking is, go is gonna come up, you know, came back. And uh, yeah, from there, I mean, the other period then was difficult was when I was in the quali of the Grand Slams and I couldn't qualify. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God, still here. <laughs> well, how long did it take you to break through for your first slam? Uh, I don't know. I, I remember that was Roland Garros. And then after maybe, I don't know, seven months, I was in top, in top 100, maybe. I don't remember and exactly, but I think so. What was that feeling like when match point? Obviously, I tell me, like, match I, point and after match point. I so. was like, I remember, I was like 6-1 or 6-2, 5-1. And I was like 5-2, 5-3. Oh, no. Five four, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm Chance shaking!" Gone. Yeah, I, oh my god, now they said I was playing Ellie Kick from okay. US, and finally I won six four, and I was, oh, 
relief. Yes, it relief. Yeah. I'd say it was an amazing feeling though. Yeah. I'd say it's easier after that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and do you remember breaking the top hundred? Was that a match or? Yes, uh, I remember that I was was October or November and was the last two tournaments in Asia uh, was uh, in Shenzhen in China and one hundred k in Tokyo. And I remember that the only chance to get into main draw in Australia was to play well these two tournaments. So I, I made first semi-final and the second one, the only chance was to make or another semi-final or final, I don't remember. And yeah, I made final, I made final. I was like, oh yes. <laughs> party, party. Yeah, main because draw. you know, it changed a lot to be in Grand Slam or to be in quali because the quali are so difficult so many players playing good and there are three three rounds so it's yeah. not it's not easy and it's a guaranteed paycheck and yeah. your main draw yeah of course which yeah. is nice so <laughs> yeah. yeah my final question is function sounds we're all about getting one percent better every day so what advice do you have for people to be one percent better every day to enjoy what they do. I mean, in not only in sport, but in every single things they do, because I think to enjoy is the key. And yeah, to to enjoy it, to, 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 to put passion in it. And yeah, to try to to set maybe some goals, to, to try to be focused on it. Not like, oh, I'm going to play tennis. Yes, but you have to, have the goal, you know, where you want to, to go. If not, it's like kind of, oh, I'm playing just to just to enjoy. I mean, you have to enjoy, but yeah. still with a goal. <laughs> and what were you like as a junior? Were you, were you a good junior tennis player? Uh, normal. I mean, yeah. I was, um, I think, like 50, 60, something like that. But not, I mean, I was okay. Not special, but not also like no ranking, you know. I'm, normal um, did you consider going to college in the states no no did no. you know i want to be professional and that's it yeah yeah and for me i don't know when i was 18 i received some messages from the from facebook you mm. know they asked me but i never considered oh, because yeah. yeah maybe now i i will say maybe i could go but at that moment uh for me it was something too difficult, you know, to go in another yeah. country, another language. Oh, I want just to play tennis. I want to be professional. Uh, now, maybe I, I can say you, you could uh, maybe not going there, but you could consider yeah. that. At, at the mo at the time, I didn't consider at all. But you picked the right road. Yeah, you, you know, you I'm the, happy. Yeah. I'm happy. But... I, I know that I was scared about to be in another country, another language, and yeah, that's why I didn't consider it. <laughs> okay, well, congratulations on picking Thank the you. right job. And yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, hope hope you get your bag to play some yeah. tennis tonight. You I may hope not. To. We need to find a Yonex racket somewhere. Yeah. But thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. That was great. Thank you, Yasmin, for sharing your time on the show. Next up, I met with British number two and WTA top 100 player Harriet Dart. In our conversation, Harriet tells me about the importance of discipline, why patience doesn't come naturally to her, but anyone can develop it, and how accepting your human can help you overcome challenges and ensure you're on track to achieve long-term success. Take a listen. Welcome to the Essex event. Uh, 
you know, you're one of the best players in the world, and to become part of Team Athletics, you've got to be one of the best players in the world. So my first question to you is, uh, becoming the best requires persistence, and that requires becoming 1% better every day, and we're all big about being 1% every better, 1% better every day. So what do you do every day to be 1% better every day? Yeah, look, my journey, I think, um, you know, has been unique, and I would say persistence has been a big word within my career so far. You know, I've been, you know, typically a later, a late bloomer in terms of breaking through. And I just think that shows how much I have been persistent with my everyday, trying to get a bit better, um, you know, trying to get things put, put things out there on the court. I think, um, you know, I always knew my level was there. It was just about being able to put it together and I was just really happy that it was able to come together, especially at a big tournament like Indian Wells this year. And do you think about it every day, saying, okay, we need to do this, keep going, build the blocks? Is it constantly going on in your head? Yeah, hugely. I mean, naturally, as an athlete, you always want to do better, and you know, you set yourself goals, but at the same time, you always want to go a step further um, all the time. And I think, yeah, I just want to keep pushing those boundaries, especially going into the next year. Great. Um, to get 1% better every day also requires discipline. Mm-hmm. How do you stay disciplined and what advice do you have people who want to develop their discipline? That is a very good question. Um, yeah, being, being an athlete, you do need to be disciplined, especially with you know, what you eat, what you're eating, um, getting enough sleep. There's so many different factors that kind of accumulate into a little box, I always think. Um, but also to live a little bit too because... Um, yeah, I think for anyone, it's really challenging to be disciplined 110% of the time. Um, and it's important, it is important to be human at the same time. But yeah, I mean, for the majority, um, I enjoy eating really healthily. Um, I feel a lot better for it. Um, you know, for, for the average person to be able to make sure they, you know, they're getting their fresh air, getting, um, you know, good food inside them because it does, make you feel better um, and also you know whether that's playing tennis or some form of, some form of exercise um, I think that's super important too and I think it just stimulate stimulates you and can get you ready for a really good day and has the discipline increased throughout your career do you find yourself having to be more disciplined or naturally you've just become more disciplined I know you still want to you know you have to let loose every now and again maybe mm-hmm. visit Necker Island have a bit of fun <laughs> but uh, do you find you're you just you've got better yeah I think also it's um different from for everyone but um yeah I think at the end of the day as much as it's discipline it's also a choice you know I want to I have goals and I that you know there are steps to be able to get towards them and without discipline I wouldn't be able to get there for sure um so yeah I also think at the end of the day it's a bit of a choice um whether I want that cake or whether I want yeah. some extra carb load so I'm ready for my match tomorrow. But like I said before, you do also have to be a little bit, you know, human. And um, I ex- exercise a lot, um, you know, whether that's in the gym or um, on the court. And um, I'm burning a lot of calories. So getting the right fuel inside me is really important. Um, so the extra calories are needed. Great. Uh, of, of course, you know, like sometimes it's important to slow down and balance hard work with rest, as you've talked about. But uh, would you say you're a patient person? And if so, 
what role has patience played in your career? <laughs> I'm definitely not a patience, patient person, but um, yeah, I think I want, you know, I want everything to happen quickly and um, that isn't always the case. And I think good things come um, when you're kind of least expecting it. And also it's a process of the journey. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not a patient person and, and I'm not very good at taking rest. So uh, I usually, my fitness trainer always gets a little bit annoyed with me that I don't properly switch off. I'm always, I've always got things on my mind. I'm always doing something or, you know, I, I do find it hard to just kind of sit on the sofa. Um, but I've got a lot better over it, better at it over the years. And what about patience on the court? There's times where you have to be, is that a different sort of patience or like a patience not to pull the trigger too early? Do you yeah. see that the same or different? Yeah, um, I mean, it's slightly different on the court, but I would also say that um, discipline comes into on court as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, you obviously come when you're on the court, it's there's lots of challenges that you face. You know, your your opponent plays really well and the racket's kind of taken out of your hand. Um, usually, like I said, not to pull the trigger too early down the line or, or playing a drop shot from five meters yeah. behind the baseline. And when you've been out there for three hours, sometimes it can be really challenging. But at the same time, you know, these are life lessons that you learn. Um, you know, that's what I think, you know, on, on the tennis court, I'm learning life skills as well. Yeah. And yeah, when you're in the heat of the battle, four all in the third, when you've played for three and a half hours, um, that's kind of the crunch time, isn't it? Where you really see what people are made of and that's where you see the, you know, the likes of the top players, um, their level goes up uh, and that's why they're the top players. Okay. And obviously, again, you're one of the best players in the world and it's taken a lot of, just a lot of challenges along the way, lots of ups and downs. For you, uh, what, what's been the toughest challenge you've encountered over the years as, as a professional athlete and how did you overcome it? Yeah, there's, for, you know, everyone's different, but for me, my challenges have been injuries and, and some personal stuff. And I think, I think it's important to, to remember that everyone's human and that you can get through anything and that um, setbacks will only make you come back stronger and it makes you more hungry. And that's definitely been the case with me. It's um, fueled me more to, to do better and, um, you know, to nail that rehab or, or whatever it is that I'm doing and just channel it in a way of kind of the, the long-term goal um, and just keep coming back to that and that kind of keeps me um, in the moment. Great, because it can get other people down, can't it? The constant injuries or other issues can just take people away from the game. So I think you're one or the other, aren't you really? And yeah. You're obviously a fighter and the term hit those goals. Last question, uh, functional tennis were big about being 1% better every day a bit. A bit like the Kaizen principles yeah. at ASICS where there's constant involvement, constant mm -hmm. improvement. What advice do you have for people to maintain on that journey mm -hmm. to become 1% better every day? Get up in the morning, um, make sure you make your bed. That's a, a big staple. I remember my sister, when she moved in with me, I was like, I set some ground rules yeah. quite early on. And But you do, you feel like you've accomplished something yeah. by just doing small tasks every day and I think it's also the consistency of doing those tasks and whatever that is that you set yourself to do you know mine is you know getting up in the morning making my bed having my morning coffee eating my breakfast um, and then I'm ready to start my day um, with a clearer mind um, and coffee helps that too. And what happens if you miss your coffee and you don't get your bed do you, have a, do you bring it back to that moment you say oh 
I just had a bad start or you just don't let it happen? I try not to let it happen, but sometimes, you know, certain circumstances can happen. Um, but if it does to, you know, not be overwhelmed by a situation, but to stay in the moment and focus on what you can control. Because at the end of the day, um, it's you versus you to get better. Yeah, yeah. Well, Harriet, thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Answers were great. So thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for having me. That was excellent. Thank you, Harriet, for speaking with me. This podcast is brought to you by ASICS Tennis. ASICS is a Japanese company founded in 1949 with the purpose of giving more people the opportunity to experience how sport and movement can have a positive impact on mental well-being. That purpose is also in their name. ASICS is an acronym which means Anime Sano Incorporate Sano, a Latin phrase meaning sound mind, sound body. Today, the brand is still dedicated to that founding belief of demonstrating the positive effects sport and movement can have on our mental well-being all over the world. They just launched their most innovative tennis range ever, which includes the new Court FF3 Novak, the shoe designed from the ground up with the help of Novak Djokovic. Get your pair now at asics.com. This is just a quick reminder you're listening to Functional Tennis, the podcast that helps you get 1% better every day. With me, Fabio Molle. And now my final guest for today's episode is 17-year-old Croatian tennis player Petra Marchenko, who's making the transition from junior to senior tour. She was the 2022 Australian Open junior champion and she was world number one junior. In our quick chat, I asked Petra about the greatest challenges she's encountered in her short career so far. Petra gives her advice on how to overcome setbacks and she also tells me that showing up every day is the key to her improvement. Enjoy. Petra, Hello. Hello. Welcome to this great ASICS event here in Marbella. And in order to be here, well, in order to be part of Team ASICS, you've got to be one of the best tennis players in the world. They don't consider anybody else. So you obviously done something right. You were the junior Australian Open champion last year, which is amazing. Now you're starting your senior career, which is exciting. And look, to be one of the best in the world, you have to be persistent, staying at it. How do you stay persistent and make sure you're getting 1% better every day? Well, yeah, first of all, like to be invited to, you know, this kind of meeting with Essex, to be one of these players here, it's a big thing. So, you know, as I said, I was doing something right. Uh, you know, I was, I'm just trying to keep my focus on tennis at the most, you know, trying to give everything on every practice, you know, as soon as I walk into the court to start giving all of myself out. So that's how I'm improving day by day. Okay, great. And of course, you know that sometimes it's important to slow down and balance hard work with rest. How would you say, or sorry, would you say you're a patient person? And if so, talk to us about a time where you've been patient. Well, yeah, you know, it's for sure you need to balance it, you know, the rest and the hard work. Uh, I had a few times where I didn't, so I got injured. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I, I am not really the most patient person ever. So, but I'm trying to stay, you know, as patient as I can, maybe, let's say, on some tennis matches and when I do really need it. So I just sometimes focus with myself, but I need to really think about it if I want to keep being patient. Do your trainers give out to you and say, no, you could train it too much. Does that ever happen because you're so impatient? <laughs> no, it was like one situation where I told my dad, like, come on, I want to train more. He was like, no, Petra, you're so young. You, you don't need to train more <laughs> and stuff like this. But you do realize on court then you do need patience to, you know, not pull the trigger at the right time, not go for that big forehand too early. And Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I know I do need it and I'm working on it. <laughs> and uh, 
to get better, to get 1% better every day requires discipline. How do you stay disciplined and what advice do you have for people who want to develop their discipline? Yeah, I think discipline is one of my good sides. You know, I always never have a problem with practicing or with uh, being on court or doing some extra stuff. So it's really something that you need to have to become a good player, to become good in anything. Basically, you need to have discipline. So it's very important part you need to be focused on. And have you always been disciplined? Well, honestly, yeah. Yeah, since I was a kid, I just have it in me. You know, I was just always focused and disciplined since I was little, so... And you make your bed every morning? Uh, no, that's no. Uh. I'm disciplined <laughs> on tennis. My my personal life is on the whole opposite. Okay, well, at least you, you know where it's important to be. Uh, where it's, on tennis court, I'm very disciplined, but outside, it's completely different. Best. And tell me, are you studying at all or doing any sc- schoolwork? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm third grade of high school now, so, I mean, I'm basically, I'm going to school every day when I'm at home, Uh, but when I'm not like this, I usually do just some stuff online. Okay, great. And look, to become a great tennis player, you've had to overcome some challenges, I'm sure. Uh, Can you give me an example of a tough challenge you've had to overcome? Okay, so basically I would say like first example like this year I had like um, so basically I wanted to take few few weeks off of tournaments and then mm. do pre season like summer, and then I did it and just as I was supposed to start to play tournaments I got injured. Okay. So that was pretty tough and I was like not playing for some time and it was not even not playing like tennis, it was not playing tournaments. So when I was coming back, I had some problems, you know, with my physical and my mental as well, you know, getting into matches after not playing so for so long. Yeah. So needed time to get back. That was. I was. Was that one of your first injuries you've ever had? Well, one of the serious one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had a few. You know, the small ones that would go away after a week or yeah. something. But this one was like more serious. So. It's a big challenge. Yeah. 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 yeah it's tough. Hopefully not. Not too many more. No. Big no. I ones. hope so. No, because it was terrible. You know, without tennis. And after this injury, did your training change at all? Did you start doing more stuff? I know we talk a lot about preventative exercises and, you know, for and mobility, flexibility for the long term your career how much of that do you do now and after you picked up that injury did you do did you introduce any new stuff into your training to ensure this doesn't happen again yeah well i also had like this and one other problem so i'm doing a lot of things to prevent it uh it's my coaches put in more exercises more everything and this year i've been actually working a lot more on my prevention and mobilities and stuff because last year i was getting injuries but I was, it was just small ones yeah. you know and now it's better because i just prevented doing this stuff so. and let's say you're training tomorrow how long do you spend before you actually hit your first tennis ball yeah, that depends. <laughs> really depends. You know, when I'm in Italy, I usually have like at least one hour warm up, whatever I do, everything. When I'm at home, sometimes I do like 15 minutes before court and sometimes do some stuff at home also 15 minutes. So okay. it's like about an hour or something yeah. like this or half an hour. And you train at the Piatti Academy in the beautiful Bulgaria region of Italy. Uh, one, how long have you been trained there? Trained there? And two, what's it like working with Ricardo Piatti and his team? Well, I've been uh, going there since March and it's basically like when I had more time, uh, like a few weeks, three, four weeks between tournaments, I would go there and it's been really nice. I really like it. I mean, first of all, the city is like amazing, you know, it's a really nice place and the whole team is great. 
um, the fitness coach is really great, Ricardo is really great, so they give a lot of focus, you know, to my tennis, so I really like to come there always. Great, yeah, and you are from Croatia. Yes. Where about in Croatia? Uh, in Zagreb. Okay, nice. So, Italy, the, the life, what's the life like compared to Italy, in that region of Italy and back home? Is it sort of similar? It's similar. The people in Italy are kind of uh, not too similar, but not too different from Croatians. So, it's different life. It's on the coast. It's a bit easier, you know, it's more relaxed, but... I, I like it like that. And how's Ricardo's Croatian? Because I know he worked with Ivo Karlovic. No, did he work with Ivo Karlovic? No, he worked with... Ljubic. Ljubic. Yeah, Ljubic, yeah, sorry. Yeah. He worked with him for uh, such a long time. So is his, is his Croatian good? No, no, I just need to learn Italian. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's on easy. my part, yeah. It's it, easier for me to learn Italian than for someone to learn yeah. Croatian. And a question I have for you. Functional tennis, we're about getting 1% better every day. Just that bit of like the ASICS philosophy, the, the, the Kinzan philosophy. What advice do you have for people to get 1% every, better every day? Well, as I said, some of the things, like you have to be, first of all, disciplined and you have to be focused. You have to work hard. I think this is the most important. You have to be on the court every day. And when you are there, you have to give everything. It's the only way to improve. Nice. And finally, when you're not on court, you say life's a bit messy. What do you like to do to, you know, let off some steam and just enjoy yourself and just get away from it all? Well, yeah, I don't have much free time, to be honest, but I like to, you know, sometimes I like to when I go home so I can hang out with my family, with my sister, mom and dog. Uh, I like to hang out with my friends sometimes. I like to read books when I'm off court. So things like this little things you know to keep my mind off tennis sometimes nice and do, is back home Zagreb for you or is that where your home is yeah in Zagreb okay. yeah, yeah. Nice. okay well look best of luck next year I heard you're going to be are you in qualies for Aussie Open yeah. what's your current ranking now I'm uh, 188 okay like and this. how old are you and um, just turned 17 oh wow that's a it's a pretty good place to yeah, be so you. yeah so hopefully next year's a big year and by yeah. Wimbledon you'll be main draw hope so, so. yeah yeah hope, yeah, so. hope so. <laughs> so great well okay thank you very much thank and you. we'll chat soon perfect thank you i hope you enjoyed this special episode of functional tennis Thank you, ASICS, for hosting an awesome event in Marbella. And of course, thank you to Yasmin, Harriet and Petra for taking the time to chat with me. Next week on the podcast, I speak with former player, massage therapist and founder of the tennis tour agency, Matteo Tonelli. In this episode, Matteo explains the purpose behind the TTA and why he wants to make going pro more accessible for younger players. Matteo also shares his advice on overtraining and the key to returning back from injury. I'll see you there next week. Just a few quick notes before we go. Make sure to follow the show so you get automatically notified about new episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. If you would like to learn more about me or the work we do at Functional Tennis, visit our website at functionaltennis.com. You can also follow the show on Instagram at the Functional Tennis Podcast and with me on Twitter. Fab Mall. This podcast is produced by One Fine Play. James Bishop is the executive producer. Connor Foley is the series producer. Kazra is our superb audio engineer and editor. I've been your host, Fabio Molly. Thanks for listening to the Functional Tennis Podcast. Oh!